of those. I want to read in your hearing the word of the Lord says, Truly I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. I want to speak this morning from the subject, the way to greatness. The way to greatness. We want to unpack the life of John. And I'm asking a question. What made John so great? take a look at his life, what made John so great. And I believe that if we take these particular principles and apply them to ourselves, then in turn, God will make us great. Is that good? Father, we bless you right now, God, as we impart this kingdom word. I pray now in the name of Jesus, Lord, that it will activate and engage every hearer. Lord, we've done this on several occasions, and even now, I stand under your authority. I yield myself to you. Speak with my mouth. Think with my mind. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord another hand, copper praise. And And you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. So this morning, I'm going to just teach, if you will, what made John so great? <clears throat> what made John so great? Point number one that I wrote down on last evening, I said John was a wild man. A trendsetter. He was the announcement of a new era. He was the direct opposite of religion. Real quickly, just to give you um, a little bit about that in Luke 1, 8 and 9. What is happening here in Luke 1 is that John's father was a priest. He was going into the temple at the time to offer prayer and he had a direct visitation by an angel of the Lord. They spoke to him while he was in his old age and told him that he would have a son. And then the angel also gave him specific instructions as to what he would name him. I want to deal with that because customarily you're dealing with a priest and the way things were set up at that particular time is that when I had a firstborn, they followed the direct footsteps of the father. They did exactly what daddy did. In this particular situation, because God knew that his daddy, Zacharias, would 
have a war on the inside of himself. The word of God says before he messed up destiny and the trajectory of the kingdom of God, God silenced him and made him unable to speak. Because he understood that the kingdom of God is voice activated and whatever he called this boy, nature and purpose would enter into him. And although his daddy was following something religious, God had something else in mind that would change the trajectory of the kingdom and he was going to introduce it through John. So now dad can't speak until the boy is born. And when he opens up his mouth, he said, his name is John. Y'all saying that to hear. Let me help you. Let me help. Let me help you real quickly because I know that there are many of you in your transition to connect with a kingdom house like this and a kingdom leader like this you have gone through some challenges I'm sure as you as you transition from a religious family type gathering y'all ain't saying nothing here uh, and, and so and so before they could even speak on it God shut them up long enough until they could see the manifestation of what God was doing in your life and now they're about to open up their mouth and they're going to call it what God said call it so John doesn't go into the temple he goes straight into the wilderness John, John does not put on the priestly robe. John grows his hair out and he's eating locusts and wild honey. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. And, 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 and sometimes when God is moving in a different direction, watch this. It will look crazy for a moment, but you cannot deny the fruit thereof. Say what you want to say, but you can't deny what God is doing in Refresh Nation. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. Hallelujah. I'm going to say that again. Say what you want to say, do what you want to do, but you cannot deny what God is doing through the life of our apostle Stephen A. Davis and Refresh Nation. Yes, he's a wild man. That's all right. We understand the culture. We're wild too. Saying nothing here. He ain't the only one that'll set it off. We'll set it off too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need somebody just to holler, set it off. John didn't come with the these and thous and John didn't pay dues. John didn't have a need that he needed to shake the pastor's hand. If he couldn't shake the pastor's hand after service, he didn't feel he was connected. 
John understood that the kingdom of God is voice activated and the Bible says that the sheep know the sound of the shepherd's voice. See, I'm, see, 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 you might, you better make sure if you're going to move in the kingdom, you stay connected to the voice of the man of God. Hallelujah, Jesus. And I'm going to just say this to you. And any, anybody that ever comes before you that does not sound like the voice that God put over your life, shut it down. Ain't nothing here. Hallelujah, Jesus. See, I'm that type of Peter. I'm that type of Peter. You know, I, I stand beside my apostle and I be, I be ready to take the whole head off. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. I, I just missed the head and hit the heel. But yeah, I'm that, I'm that one. That's the one. I'm the one. So you don't take a platform like this and use it as an opportunity to get speaking engagements. Embrace his platform. You say what you heard him say. So John went directly against religion. Number one. Number two, if you're going to be great in the kingdom of God, you have to pave the way. He was a harbinger. He paved the way. He paved the way. He paved the way. I'm going to read this in John 1 and 29. The Bible says the next day he saw Jesus coming toward him. And said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. In other words, at this particular time, John comes as the manifestation of what the word of God ended in Old Testament when it said that a prophet would come and that would turn the hearts of the children to the fathers and the hearts of the fathers to the children, lest I smite the earth with a curse. And so John comes as the prophet that is the fulfillment of that prophecy. So now John, although he was the elder cousin, you know, he was six months. He was six months in the womb. Can I, can I say something to you? you don't, don't mess up and say that, well, my age. Yeah, so, so, so he was, he was, he was older, uh, and, and, but, but here's, here's what I want to say. I believe John understood. I really believe John was about to almost be a stillborn until Mary walked in the womb, in the room and what was in her when Mary spoke to John's mama. 
it activated him and he started leaping. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. Hallelujah. I wish I had somebody that understood that every time our man of God opens up his mouth, something in you begins to leap. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing up in here. Something, something in you begins to be activated. Anybody in here gonna talk to me this morning? Hallelujah. You came in here almost a stillborn. You were dead. You was on your way out of here. You didn't have no movement. You didn't have no motion. You didn't have no money. You were tore up from the floor and then the man of God opened up his mouth and everything in you got activated. Why would I not pave the way for him? thing works from the moment that we're preparing for worship see it takes it takes so many different moving parts and dynamics to prepare for worship but everything is ultimately ending up at the presentation and the release of the kingdom word Watch this right here. So that means even the administrative office to the minstrels who come and they, watch this, they, they probably practice three hours or so or more a week to come up and actually minister for probably about 10 minutes because everything is preparing the way. I want to help you real quickly. That's why that, that when, when in the Bible, in the, in the word of God, in Revelation, when it began to talk about the seven stars and talk about the angels. Let me tell you right here. Those were the senior leaders. That was the man of God. So in other words, the only star in here. Okay. I don't get no help. <laughs> I'll say it again. I said the only star in here. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. Hallelujah. That we give honor to is the voice of Apostle Stephen A. Davis. When we get the mic, it's not our moment to try to be a star. We understand that if we're going to be great, we're only paving the way. We're just Sean. Ain't saying nothing here. I said we're just Sean. Whether we're ushering, whether we're in the parking lot. So John has an established ministry, well respected, but when he sees Jesus coming, he makes an announcement, turns the attention from himself, and puts it on the one. ain't gonna say nothing. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing here. Oh God, I wish I had some help. I said, he, he turned the attention from himself and he says, behold, the Lamb of God. John wasn't cocky, although John was an, inst was an instrument and he was instrumental in the, in the, in the affirmation of who Jesus was because we know John baptized him. But John also understood that my baptizing him is just to fulfill all prophecy. Oh, I'm not going to get no help this morning. Am I teaching good? John understood that my, me baptizing him didn't make me greater than him. John said, I must decrease 
that he may I cut across the field right here. Um, baptism was only unto repentance. And repentance means a change of mind. And since God, I'm going to throw just a little revelation out there. Since God in the Old Testament said at one time, I, I repented that I ever made man. See, y'all ain't saying nothing here. So even God, when he got here, what he did is he said, I'm going down too. See, y'all ain't saying, I'm going, oh, see, y'all just missed it here. I, I, I want the whole world to know that I actually changed my mind. Instead of killing you, I'm going to excel you. I'm going to elevate you. I'm going to love you beyond all your mess and all of your stuff. So I'll be the first one to go down. Because it had to fulfill all prophecy. Jesus wasn't baptized because he ever sinned. He was without sin. <laughs> Jesus was baptized to follow the order that was set in place. He's teaching us. He's following the order that was set in place. So John announces who he is. And if you read the text, as soon as he announces who he is, and he is baptized, the Bible says he came up straightway, the heavens were open, and then God spoke and said, behold, my son, in whom I am well pleased, hear ye him. See, don't miss that. At that particular moment, all of heaven shifted and John understood that now, how many of y'all ever watched The Lion King? Yeah. You remember when Simba, y'all ain't saying nothing here, all of a sudden start roaring? Y'all yeah. ain't saying nothing here. And daddy recognized that his roar was getting stronger. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. And his paw was getting larger. See, you can't ever have the spirit of Saul that when God is elevating a David, now you want to kill him. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. No, 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 no. Baby, when I hear the roar, I start backing that thing up. Y'all ain't saying nothing here and letting him come forward. He announces, he paves the way, he introduces, he says, here's Johnny. <laughs> and listen, you all, if we do it right, if we do it right, we will grow beyond what we ever imagined. Walking in a spirit of excellence from the parking lot. Because, see, honestly, they see you in the parking lot before they ever meet our man of God. So if your spirit ain't right and your attitude is nasty, you see, they have already gave a projection on, on, on our man of God and our woman of God. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. And so what we have to do is we got to take down. Y'all 
remember yesterday I said something about the lady at the window at Burger King like like listen here you you are not representing this corporation well at all right number four or number three number three number three he took his disciples and pointed them toward the future he knew how to pass the baton John 1 35 through 39 the Bible says at this particular time, the disciples heard Jesus, and from that day, there were two of them that began to follow him. John did not fight with the influence. He understood that I take those who I have influence over and I introduce them to the one that's ultimately the representation of the future. Okay. Here's an example. Myself, those who've been around me that are in leadership, there are several individuals that I've pointed in this direction. And so now they are now submitted and connected to our man of God. Because I understand if you're going to be great in the kingdom, you have to be able to take your influence and direct it toward the future. And guess what? Every single one of us, we share a part in that because we have influence over people in our family. We have influence over people on the job. We have influence over people in the marketplace. And so if we're going to be great in the kingdom, we have to do like John. We have to take what we have influence over, even if they are our disciples. Watch it. They're following us. We lead them to the future. See, y'all ain't going to help me. I'm teaching better than y'all clapping. I know this is good. Every one of us can operate like a John. When was the last time you brought or invited someone to be a part of what you say you're excited about? Okay, I'll say that again. Y'all missed it. I said, when was the last time you invited or brought someone to the place that you say you're excited about. If you're excited and it's impacted your life, then you can play the role of John for those that you have influence over that may even be following you. And watch this here. Release them and let them go once you bring them. Okay, I'm going to say that again. I said release them and let them go once you bring them. Don't still be trying to pastor them and lead them and all of that. Y'all ain't saying that they here. I said, once you bring them, release the, release the influence that you have over them. You say, now behold the Lamb of God. Y'all 
Y'all miss it. Y'all miss it. Y'all miss it. I said, you bring them on in. Y'all ain't saying that they're here. And you point them and say, behold, y'all. See, because truth is, truth is, I know we be at work and we, or wherever we are, and we be, we be spitting some of this good stuff a possibly be giving and folks be looking at us like, man, girl, girl, you, girl, you bad, bro, you got that thing, woo, woo. And before we know it, we're not careful, we be saying, yeah, you know what I'm saying. No, at the end of the day, we got a good teacher, we got a good leader. Stop playing. You ain't that bad. You ain't that sharp. You got this stuff from sitting in Wednesday night. You got this stuff from being on a Tuesday morning. Y'all refresh your morning. You got this stuff from being in the worship service on Sunday morning. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. I know, I know, I know, I know, but bring them on in here and just say, behold the Lamb. We don't need you starting no prayer groups. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. We don't need you all of a sudden now you want to start going live. Y'all ain't saying that. No, 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 no. Just bring them, just bring them right on over here. You bring them right on over here. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. Don't be trying, don't be trying to take this stuff that he giving you and now you trying to build a little parachurch, build a little ministry over here on the side. The devil is a lie. Behold the lamb of Trying to take a pass and stuff like you like you wrote it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ooh. So he pointed those that he had influence over, he pointed them to the future. I think it's an injustice once you've led someone as far as you can take them. That your pride and your ego gets in the way. That you would rather hold them and let them die. Instead of release them to the future. John wasn't saying, them my members. That ain't what he said. <laughs> Matter of fact, Lord, I hear you now. I prophesy. There are going to be some local pastors that are going to grab a hold to this vision to the point that they're going to bring the whole congregation and just submit here. See, y'all ain't saying nothing here. I, I said it again. There are going to be some Johns in this city that's going to just bring their whole congregation, the 50 or 40 folk that they got, and they're going to say, you know what? I recognize that that's the future right there. I'm just going to go ahead and bring me and my disciples on over here. I wish I had somebody up in here, hallelujah, understand that if you're going to be great in the kingdom, you got to operate in the principles that John operated in. That's your answer, pastor. I know you've been struggling. No, you might be watching me right now. I know you've been struggling. You said that that's unheard of. I'm telling you, obey God. I don't miss. I do not miss. Bring them. To the future. 
number four, uh, Jesus has now began his ministry. Notice that God, that God said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And Jesus had never done one miracle. So God being pleased was not in how we perform. God was pleased because Jesus was able to submit himself to an established ministry. I'm telling you now, I would not follow a man that has not already shown me how he has submitted to someone else. See, we have a model in the house because we saw our man of God be a son to a daddy. And that's what pleased God. Sometimes we too much for our own good. Submit yourself. Number four. Jesus has started moving in his ministry and there has been separation between him and John. John is now locked up. He's in prison. So he sends a message and he asks a question. Oh, I love this right here. I almost ran up out the car when I read this right here. He said, are you the one? Or should we look for another? Jesus says, Jesus sent a message back. I love how Jesus moved. It sounded like he was being a little sarcastic, a little cocky, but he, he, he sent a message back. He said, listen here, the dead are raised, the blind see, the lame walk. In other words, as it says in 1 Corinthians 4 and 20, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Jesus didn't send a message back and say yeah I'm the one tell him yeah I'm the one no Jesus said go back and tell him that this is what's happening over here y'all ain't saying nothing here people are being delivered people are being set free people are being y'all ain't saying nothing here elevated people are being activated people are being moving from one place to being millionaire y'all ain't saying nothing here hallelujah this is what's happening over here so if somebody needs to question is he the one where he is the evidence I need somebody to holler up in here I am the one to confirm that is because the next thing John had to do and then we're going to get to the last point but John really needed to know for sure are you the one Jesus didn't say yeah go tell him I'm the one see because the kingdom of God is power And the Holy Ghost. You cannot say you're a kingdom and there are no kingdom results. 
What do I mean by that? Well, if we have the keys to the kingdom, the Bible says whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. What does that mean? In other words, whatever we forbid or we say that is impermissible, it is not permissible in heaven. Whatever we say is permitted in the earth, heavens backs us up and say it's permitted in heaven. In other words, I wish somebody would operate in your kingdom authority and stop letting the enemy run rush hour in your house. You ought to go home this evening and walk up in there and say, hold on a minute. The kingdom of God is in power. You got to get up out of here. Y'all ain't saying nothing up in here. I need somebody to go home and shift the whole atmosphere in your house and the whole atmosphere in your hood and the whole atmosphere in your community and the whole atmosphere at your job because the kingdom of God is in power. You better walk up in there knowing that you are the one and shift everything. Last point. He was beheaded because there could only be one head. Matthew 14, 1 through 13. I'm not going to try to read it all, but as soon as John's head was cut off, Jesus attracted the largest crowd that he ever had. Oh, 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 oh. So the reason why John sends the message and say, look, are you the one? Because I need it to be confirmed because I'm about to surrender my whole head. Y'all ain't saying nothing If you're going to be great, you might have came through the door with a head. But at some point, you got to lose your head and surrender to the head. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. I said, if you're going to be great, you might have came to this ministry with a head. You might have came to this ministry with some ideas. But at some point, once you confirm that this is the one, then you got to... 
Lord, go ahead and cut it off. Hallelujah. I submit my whole head. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. Somebody this morning, the last thing that you need to do before God blows you up is lose your head. Because if we go have a kingdom, it can only be one hand. Anything that got two heads is a monster. I said lose your head this morning Somebody ought to lose your mind Up in here Up in here I'm about to lose my mind Up in here Up in here Why? Because if I'm going to be great yourself and I'm done as soon as John was beheaded the next verse says and the crowds came to Jesus and this is when he feeds 5,000 not counting women and children this is when the ministry watch this Jesus starts out he has Peter James and John that's his three that's his inner circle then he has his 12. That's his staff. That's his key leadership. Then he has his 70. He sends them out by twos. But as soon as John loses his head, he jumps to 15,000. 5,000 to 15,000. I believe that the real reason why we haven't went to 15,000 because everybody in here got to lose your head. As soon as we lose our head, we gonna blow up. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. It ain't gonna be enough seats in this auditorium. I prophesy we're have to go to multiple services. But we gotta lose our head. For every person ever asked me, man, you're an apostle in your own right. Why would you go submit yourself to another apostle? Well, sir, after my successful ministry as John, I understand that I can now say, behold, here's the future. 
I lean my head out and lose it and watch how great I become. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. I'm telling you, that's your way to greatness. Lose your head. Lose your head. Lose your head. Lose your head. in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right. Log on to StephenADavis.org now and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.